So this will be a very, very familiar passage, but try and perhaps see it from the first time. It's the birth of Jesus foretold, and it comes from Luke chapter 1, verse 23. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words, and he wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of the father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. But how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have her child in her old age. And she, who was said to be barren, is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Thank you, Debbie. So this is Mary's story. Um, I know this week on the the webpage... um, that uh, Joe's going to be talking about characters in, in the nativity story. So, um, you know, if you find this interesting, well, uh, clock, click in tomorrow and listen to some more. But here we are, we've got a girl living in Nazareth, and she's really quite happy. You know, she's, she's betrothed to this guy called Joseph, and she's planning for a life and their life together. And uh, we can just imagine what that is like, can't we? Um, quite a few of us have been there, you know, made those sort of plans. And you have all sorts of ideas of what your life is going to turn out like. Uh, and then out of the blue, this angel turns up. And he tells us such strange things. You know, even if you, you write down what we, we've uh, had read to us in you know, common day English, it doesn't, it doesn't make it less strange. It's pretty strange what this angel is telling her to do, uh, telling her it's going to happen. And um, she's going to have a baby, that's a bit of a shock to start with. It's not going to be Joseph's baby. Hmm, well, what is he going to think about that? The baby's going to be God's son. That sounds quite far-fetched, doesn't it, really? 
Uh, but the Holy Spirit is, is going to be the father of this child. And um, this is all happening in the middle of an ordinary day. You know, it might have been a Monday, might have been a Thursday. Um, she was just doing what she normally did. And this angel comes with this amazing story. And he says, it's, it's going to be a boy. And you to call him Jesus. So at least they didn't have a problem of coming to a decision about the name. Um, he told both uh, Joseph and Mary to call him Jesus. So, so that was one argument they didn't have to have. Um, and then, uh, is that, if that isn't sort of strange enough, then you've got um, the angel going on and telling her about Elizabeth, who is a relative of hers, uh, married to Zachariah the priest, and she knows they've never had children. She knows they've wanted children, but they've never been able to have children. And so the angel Gabriel goes on to tell her this. Um, it's extra information. Uh, and the more I thought about it, um, the more I thought how kind that was of God to send that message. Um, because as the story unfolds, um, and you can certainly read more of it, you can read about the visit uh, to Elizabeth um, if you, you look at Luke chapter 1 and follow it on from where Debbie read to you. Um, and she can go and visit this woman, this relative, and they can share this strange goings-on. So she can tell her about the angel. And um, Elizabeth probably would believe her because she knew what had happened to Zachariah. God told him in the temple and he didn't believe it. So he was struck dumb, if you remember. He, he couldn't speak again till uh, the baby was born. And he, and he wrote in the sand, um, call him John. And after that, uh, God released his voice back again. So these women had a lot in common. They were very different ages from very different experiences, but they could share what God had said to them, what the angels had said, and what had happened. And I just thought how special that was for Mary. Um, it was difficult to know who you could share that information with. And I, I just was musing over this, and I thought about... Um, Drew, a couple of weeks back, sharing with us how he'd met up with this guy in New Zealand. Was it New Zealand? Australia? He can't remember. It was 7.30 in the morning. Australia. Okay, so there's a guy right away across the world. And uh, Drew said, you know, they could share things. And wasn't that amazing that God had put them together and I thought, yeah, here we go again. We've got it in this story. God is putting people with you, together with you, to help you in the situation you're in. And that just thrilled me that, that Drew had uh, shared that a couple of weeks back because I could see, you know, God, that's how God works. He doesn't leave us, doesn't abandon us uh, to these things. He puts people in our path to help us. And I, I feel that it was a very important time for Mary and Elizabeth to be able to share their pregnancies uh, and what was going on and think about the future and, and uh, you know, 
what John would, would end up being and what Jesus would end up being and not knowing what, what all that meant but being able to share that and be in, in uh, sympathy with one another and encouraging one another. So um, that I thought was very special. But, you know, we, 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 we do superficially think, don't we, a lot of stories that we read in the Bible. And I, after I'd sort of seen Mary go off to Elizabeth, I'm thinking, well, crumbs, I wonder what was happening at home. Can you imagine the rumpus that was going on at home? Can you imagine what mum and dad were thinking? I guess they didn't know what to think, did they? Um, What would they make of it? What would happen to their daughter? Seeing angels, how likely is that? You know? It's sort of saying to one another, you know? This is the backstory. Well, do you think it... Do you think it could have happened like that? Do you think she did see an angel? I mean, she's always seemed a very level-headed girl, hasn't she? She's always um, been very sensible, you know, and then she's coming out with this amazing story of angels. Um, and I think, you know, she got into some sort of trouble that they didn't know anything about, and this was sort of a, uh, a made-up story around it. And, well, goodness knows what Joseph's going to think about all this. So imagine it, you know, what are we going to tell the relatives? What are we going to tell our neighbours? You know, what situation does this, put this, does this put us in? It's not a very comfortable place to be. Uh, yes, yes, let's just send it off to Elizabeth and Zachariah. I mean, I don't know who came up with that idea, but it was a great idea, wasn't it? And Mary goes off, and she's, she's not in... in uh, um, home anymore and we know that that sort of thing happens time and time again doesn't it, it's in a lot of our novels and uh, our family past and things like that those of you that watch uh, you know, tracing your family things you know, the people are, are sent away aren't they because people can't make sense of what's happening to them and of course none of this is recorded is it, this is just my uh, interpretation of what could possibly be happening at home but I do suspect that I'm not too far out with this you know because people don't change that much uh, and people's reactions to things don't change that much so yeah they were quite pleased that she went off to um, Elizabeth it just gave them a bit of breathing space and a time to come to terms with things but what did Joseph think about it all. Jeff's going to come and read that to us. So Joseph's story from uh, Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 18. Let's pray that God gives us a new insight into this story. Joseph's story, the birth of Jesus Christ. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man, and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, 
he had in mind to, to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfil what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Thank you, Jeff. Well, Joseph is in a spot here, isn't he, really? He doesn't know what to make of it. He doesn't um, know what to think. Is Mary the girl he thought she was? Can he believe the angel visiting thing? He doesn't know if he can. In fact, it suggests, the story suggests that he couldn't. Um, because he decides to divorce her quietly. He doesn't want to make a fuss. He doesn't want, things, he doesn't want to make things any worse than they already are. So he decides he'll just quietly divorce her and um, sort it out from there. So he's made his plans and sorted it out in his head. That's, that's the plot. That's what he's going to do. And then an angel turns up. He comes to Joseph in a dream. And if you remember, a little while back, we had Mark here uh, sharing with us uh, for the Waterfall Weekend. And uh, in the summer, he sent us a video of him uh, talking about a dream that God had given him and showing him different things in his life that he wanted to uh, change and address. And um, so it's still happening, isn't it, today? God's still sending us uh, what we need to know, what we need to do. So the angel comes to Joseph in a dream and he tells him exactly what to do. It's very, very clear. He said, don't be afraid. That's such a big one, really, isn't it? Marry Mary. The baby is from God. It will be a boy. You must call him Jesus. It's, you know, quite a nice, straightforward list. Uh, And he adds on a little bit about because he will save his people from their sins. So when he woke up, uh, he did exactly what the angel has said. Um, that, is, that is so good. It's so good to do exactly what God says um, when he tells us something very clearly like this. And I started thinking about Joseph. And I thought, you know, he doesn't get much uh, publicity in, in the, uh, you know, he's seen as a, 
uh, a support artist, I think you call them, don't they, in the story. You know, the shepherds get quite a good build-up and the wise men get quite a good build-up and, um, and Mary certainly gets a good build-up. But don't I hear much about Joseph, really. It's just, you know, in the background. But actually, if you stop and think about it, um, he's an absolute central, crucial uh, figure and, uh, and things would have been very, very different without him. So the obedience of Joseph meant that God could and did rely on him. He cared for Mary. He didn't divorce her. Um, he did what the angel said and married her. And then when the baby was born, uh, you remember um, Herod wanted to get rid of all the kids under two. And uh, he saw the danger, and they fled into Egypt. Well, what did they do in Egypt? How did did he keep his family together? He was a refugee, wasn't he? He went with nothing. I was wondering uh, whether they sold some of the wise men gifts, you know, and used that money to live on in Egypt? Or did he set up a carpenter's shop there? You know, how did he do it? He must have done it somewhere or another because he keeps them safe. And then eventually they come back to um, Israel and um, he, he decides that the best thing to do um, is to go to Nazareth. Um, so they come back when it's safe and years later um, the, the child Jesus is growing up in Nazareth. Um, so he, Joseph keeps on providing. I mean, I'm sure this must resonate with some of you guys. You know, you're out there, aren't you? Grafting away Monday to Friday, sometimes Monday to Saturday, sometimes even Monday to Sunday. You know, trying to make a living, trying to keep your family together, trying to clothe them, feed them. And it's, it seems like an endless task, doesn't it? With very little praise or reward. Uh, and I'm sure Joseph must have felt a bit like that sometimes. Um, but Jesus grows up out of the limelight uh, and he's schooled in the Jewish tradition uh, and uh, Jewish religion because we know this because when he went to the temple with his mum and dad when he was 12 um, he was asking uh, all the, the teachers there these very deep questions and if you remember he stayed behind and his mum and dad didn't realise he wasn't with the party till way down the road as it were and they had to go back looking for him Um, so we know that at home these things were going on else Jesus wouldn't have had that knowledge and insight Um, and um, I just thought Joseph did an amazing job didn't he you know we listened to the angel he did what he he uh, heard and he went on caring for God's son. And um, by Joseph saying yes to God, he did all of that. None of it's recorded. We don't have sort of Jesus, the early years. We haven't got a lot of information about that really. Uh, and it's very rarely spoken about. But um, he was entrusted by God to bring up 
the saviour of the world. And he did it. So have a thought for Joseph um, this, this Advent time as he grapples with all those things. It's a time, isn't it, um, and a preparation Advent. It's a time when we set aside um, our homes, maybe, our hearts, our minds to prepare for Christmas. And, of course, that, that is easily swamped, isn't it, by all the other preparations that we have to make. Uh, or maybe we don't have to make, but we do make. Um, you know, sorting out the family, sorting out the presents, um, making sure we've got enough chairs for Christmas dinner, enough plates also can be quite a problem, can't it? Big enough table. All those sort of things go through our minds. Um, and uh, it's so easy to, to miss Jesus in all of that. But God planned meticulously for his son to come to earth, to be born as a baby, most helpless of all creatures, to, t- to be totally dependent on the care of Mary and Joseph, to provide for all his needs and to keep him alive. Don't miss the wonder of it all. Jesus came to save you. Let's take a moment, let's ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us new things about God's wonderful plan of salvation. Let's open our hearts afresh and say, Yes to God. Yes to God's plans for our life. Just as Mary and Joseph chose to do. So let's pray together. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come and speak into our hearts and our minds today. Direct us, show us your plans for our lives and give us the courage to follow where you lead. Lord, we pray for one another uh, as your church family. We pray that all those things that are on our hearts and our minds, uh, we will bring them to you, Lord, and ask you to help us. Because if these two stories tell us anything, it's that you, you know and you understand people and you love and care for us and you plan for us and you direct us. So, Lord, we bring before you the week ahead. We pray particularly for the students as they um, have a time of, of sharing with about 100 other students the good news of Jesus. We pray for them as they plan that event, that you will bless them and encourage them. Lord, we pray for um, our advent here at Emmanuel. We pray for the webpage that people will... Um, listen to it each day and be encouraged by what they hear and be blessed by what they hear and think afresh about what it means to, to follow you and to be obedient to you. We don't, we don't know what it means. It's, the way ahead isn't always that clear. I don't think it was very clear for Mary or Joseph. How would they cope? How would they manage? What, what would it mean to have this baby to bring up? But they just surrendered themselves to God. 
Yes, they would do it. And Lord, I ask that you will give us all a heart that says, yeah, yes, Lord, we will do it. We don't, we don't know the full extent of what it is you're asking us to do. But if we know that it's you that's asking us, Lord, give us hearts that want to say yes to you, want to do it your way. Lord, we lift ourselves to you. We ask you to speak to us afresh and lead us forward. We ask in this Advent time. Amen.